lucky breaks and things go their way. But let's not give all of our stuff away. Top 25 was undefeated, actually. It is Thursday night, and you are It is Friday morning, and you are listening to the role players who recorded on Thursday night. Yeah. I am your host, Art Mosley. He is Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. You should listen to us anyways. This is our take on sports here at 932 Studios, and we haven't paid rent in a while, so the landlords are getting restless upstairs. So if you hear stomping and carrying on, that's what's landlords. <laughs> Uh, we, we, I'm a man of many masters, unfortunately. Um, it is week two. We start week two, week two of college football. Week one of NFL celebrating mm-hmm. their 100th season, right? Not 100 for the NFL. Is it? It's 100 for pro football. Is that? I believe so. Okay. So, I believe so. Um, in any event, 100 years, and we've got on, on the TV here at 932 Studios, uh, we're watching the Packers take on... The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. It's an old, uh, an old We're watching game. Roquan Smith and Leonard Floyd and Rogers. Rogers. Yeah. And Mitch Trubisky. We, we... Mitch, Mitchell. I I'm believe sorry. it's Mitchell. It's Mitch to me. <laughs> Where do you go, North Carolina? It's a very North Carolina thing. Yeah, oh, please exactly. call me Mitchell. Exactly. Yeah. So we're uh, fresh off week one. The start of the season. It came and went. Was it everything you expected? It was... It was um, everything I expected, probably not, because the, the slate of games was so Bleh. poor, yeah. very poor. Um, you know, the, I think the thing, and I, I caught a handful of games here and there. I caught the end, very end of the Boise State, Florida <laughs> State game. And not only does that game get moved from Jacksonville to Tallahassee, uh-huh. Florida State absolutely wets the bed, and the excuse that Willie Taggart gave was that they were dehydrated. That's what he said? Yeah, he said that they, some of his players got dehydrated. These are the same... Now, this is not Boise State. Now, Willie Taggart doesn't coach for Boise State. He right, that would make Florida more State. sense, because right. Boise State's not used to the South Florida heat. Right. Or Florida heat. So, but you're saying it was the Florida players that practice down there all the time they got dehydrated yeah did they not did they not have gatorade on the sidelines um or water <laughs> whose job is it to keep the players hydrated well it's this it's the trainer isn't it the head coach yeah. i yeah. mean by, right. by, by default don't right? give an excuse like that it's Come uh on, dehydrated get out of here hey you know what we just got beat we're gonna um we're going to fix some things this week and get back to it and uh, yeah. get back to playing Florida State football. That's like saying, well, the sun was too bright. You know? It's just, uh... Yeah, oh, I wish that LSU-Texas had been in week one. Or, like, even A&M-Clemson. You know, yeah. a big match, like a top ten matchup. You mean the Clemson-Georgia Tech game wasn't a big matchup? <laughs> yeah, there was. Was there one top ten matchup? It was one on Saturday night as Auburn faced off against Auburn last week in a game that I had, I I was wrong. I said that Oregon was going to expose, first of all, I said they were going to expose Gene Chizik and the Auburn Tigers, which was hilarious in and of itself, as you pointed out. Um, And then I correct, you know, we corrected that. And I I said that, you know, Bo Nix is, he's a fraud. He's Mm -hmm. not. Yeah, Gus Malzahn showed some moxie as head coach. I mean, making a play call to go for the win uh, when all they had to do was settle for a field goal, kind of put an exclamation. But they had uh, they had the Oregon Ducks really, and Oregon had their chances, and and they kind of did what Pac-12 teams normally do. And I should have known better. I should have known better. You live and you learn. Yeah. I mean, it's I don't I don't blame you for not believing in Malzahn and Auburn. Because they, they haven't really inspired confidence over the years, but I just so I didn't see any of it. But what I was banking on was their defensive line and defense, you know, holding Auburn, Oregon in check. It, you know what? As the game went on, 
I think uh, Auburn's defense uh, wore down Oregon's offense. And uh, I think Oregon lost one or two of their top uh, either receivers or running backs. They're playing. That's no excuse, though. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, they Oregon had had time to or had had their opportunities to put points on the board and, and really sought that game away, and they just couldn't do it. So you said Nick's looked good. I saw his first half stats were pretty pretty bad, and then I know he came down and won the game. What what was the? How did he look in the first? How did he look in the second? What was your overall impression? My impression was that when. The kid looks like a gamer. When the game was on the line, he looked like he was in total control mm-hmm. of that offense, which is rare for a freshman. Yeah. Um, but it looked like they believed in him, and uh, he made a throw. I, I, you know, once again, we're not talking about an elite secondary in mm-hmm. Auburn, but he he made a play. Uh, they had, they they once again they all they had to do was was run the ball three yards in a cloud of dust, maybe and. Spike it, get the field goal kicker out there, and and what do they do? They just go for the dagger. Does a touchdown pass, and like I said, if the defensive back swings his head around, maybe he tips the ball away. But that's those are things you know. If ifs and nuts were were ifs and buts were candies and nuts, every day would be Christmas. I think the old saying goes. So so hats off to Auburn. I was wrong, um, but don't don't think I'll be picking you guys much more this season. Do you think that? It's a reflection of Auburn being strong, or maybe Oregon wasn't necessarily a top ten team. Uh, I think Auburn's defense is as strong as advertised. Yeah. Uh, I think Oregon's close, but I don't know if I would say they're top ten. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they fall to to you know from five to sixteen. I don't know if that's a legitimate. 16 is a legitimate ranking for them. I think they Seems might be like a to, steep fall. Yeah. I mean, huh. it's not like they went and got blown out. They were winning the entire game and, and couldn't hold on to it. Yeah. that's That seems like too steep of a fall for for a game that close. And then what did, what did Auburn end up? Did they move up? I haven't even looked at the rankings. They're number 10. This gotcha. Week. Okay. So, so Georgia didn't get passed by Oklahoma. I thought Oklahoma might rock it up or... Or Ohio State fresh off of their impressive win over Florida Atlantic. Oklahoma, listen, you you talked about Oklahoma winning the national title and Jalen Hurts and I what did. he was going to do. That dude put on a show. And then did you see his interview at the end of the game? Yeah, he wasn't too satisfied. No, it wasn't. I'm, hey, I, I, I like him. I'm pulling for him, but... You, you. So far, you are very accurate on that. That was that was like a Vince Young esque performance, stat wise at least. And then watching him out, that was awesome. I mean, I think he's he's been around. He's uh, you know maybe he's like I said, like I said last week. The thing I like about Hurts is I don't think he'll face a defense this season like he's faced his first three seasons when he was at Alabama. That's mm-hmm. that's that's kind of my take on that. Yeah. Not saying that. And. I, my my guess is that he's improved. I don't I don't know that for sure, but that mm-hmm. would be my guess. So, yeah, but that was fun to watch. That was fun to watch. They looked impressive. Um, can we talk about the upsets? Last week we talked about um, Florida State, Boise State. Um, mm-hmm. we, we won't we won't. There's not too much more to say about that because that's just disappointing from Florida State losing to Boise State, uh, Tennessee. Uh, how much did they pay Georgia State to come? Yeah, I think it was nine hundred and fifty thousand. Right. Have you ever paid anybody any amount of money to kick your ass? <laughs> no, no. Do you, did I show you the Justice Smollett meme? Yes, you did. Yes, where he says, "Can't believe Tennessee paid somebody to beat them." <laughs> yeah, that's that's dude. If you're Georgia State, you go in there and get a big paycheck, and you get that win, and that, so and you get to crow about it, it forever. So. And, and part of their crowing, I know we're beyond Labor Day weekend as we speak, but they had an offer they put up on Twitter. It was their Labor Day 24-hour sale. You get a four-ticket pack to Georgia State home games for $38.30. <laughs> oh, God bless them. God bless them. And it's got upset, and it has the U and the T in orange. <laughs> We're gonna have to. Uh, oh, we're gonna have love to, it. We're gonna have to just steal this and, and repost it. And there's nothing Vol Twitter can say about it because zero because they got beat. Yes, 
There, I mean, I couldn't have seen that coming. I mean, come on, Georgia State, they didn't have a program 10 years ago. They do now. Big arms, they were going to win 10 games this year if you talked to them. They might. Yeah, they might not. <laughs> <laughs> what is your saying? Possible, but not probable? Uh, yes. It's possible. Not but not probable. Prob- that, that is my, I had to think about uh, that for a come second. Come on. And then they go to BYU this week. That's not going to be uh, an easy... Well, you can't say any game is going to be easy at this point for them. Well, because they just lost to Georgia State. I think Tennessee's more talented than BYU, but I think you have to guard against Georgia State beating you twice as a people, as a pundits love to mm-hmm. say. And, and you know, you got to wonder what the mindset is of the Tennessee players, of, of uh, Jared uh, Guantanamo Bay mm-hmm. and, uh, and the rest of the Tennessee volunteers, what, what, they're, what they're thinking, hey... Are, are we really this bad? Georgia State come here and punch us in the mouth? And there's got to be a ton of questions going mm-hmm. on in that locker room. They had a players-only meeting this week. Oh, that, those, that's, never, that's never a good thing. No, right? especially after week one. No. no. <laughs> yeah. So, old Pruitt's got his work cut out for him. You know what I like about him is he got up there in the press conference and he just basically says, we got beat. They, they, he says, it starts, they outcoached us, that starts with us, they outperformed us, blah, blah, blah. And he just... He just takes it, you know? But you didn't talk about be? dehydration. Isn't that how it should be? Yeah. I mean, hey, we got our butts kicked. We're going to go figure it out. Yeah, exactly. I can respect that. Not excuses. Not excuses like some other coaches. Hmm. Um, speaking of excuses or not excuses, one of our, our one of our super fans and also a Georgia Tech super fan, uh, I think we both had a chance to respond to one of her <laughs> One of her posts, and I think you took the high road, and I took the low road. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, I just want to address their fan base real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to to redheaded Jenna's point, what what do they expect? The, the fans who were upset. I mean, you're going in to Death Valley to play Clemson week one with a new head coach. I don't I don't know if anybody is is with the talent that Georgia Tech has on the field, and not maybe not talent, switching an offense. The combination. Yeah, it's just a it's just a recipe for disaster in week one. This would have been a great week for them to play Alcorn State last week. Yeah, that blew my mind, like how any fan could could say something negative or be upset about that. Like I I thought it was a better performance, like I mean, defensively at least look, they made some plays. They held I don't know if this is the right word, but they held Trevor Lawrence to one touchdown pass, 168 yards, and he threw two picks. Right. That's that's success in my book. Right. Like you you did you did better than than expected. I think I don't know how any fan could look at those two situations and be upset at any result, much less one where you at least were respectable for parts of the game and made some plays and didn't just go out there and lay down and let them kick you. Right. Because that easily could have happened. <laughs> you, you, you got your first year, which is always difficult, and you've got a completely new offensive system from a coach that didn't care to recruit at all. I mean, come on. I, I, hate, I hate tech, but you gotta, you got to give them some leeway and plenty of time here because that's at a minimum two years, probably three, at a minimum for him to be able to kind of get that turned around. I think that's not like that's not like you know when Urban came to Florida or Kirby came to Georgia and there was already talent, plenty of right. talent there. That's that's you go there and there's no talent and there's no recruiting relationships and things like that. That's just oh well they mm. they do have a prize recruit and and he might not be prized yet but he's been coveted by other teams now. Who? Jameer Gibbs. Oh okay. Uh, Dalton running back. Uh, in week number one, I want to say it was 400 yards he rushed against against Ringgold. Uh, last week it was, um, gosh, was it 178 against Northwest Whitfield? Dalton is absolutely destroying the inferior competition in uh, North, Northwest Georgia. And I, I say inferior is just their 6A school, Ringgold's a 3A school, if I'm not mistaken. Northwest is a, a 4A school. Um, but the rumor is that Ohio State has now offered Jameer Gibbs. So, the, really? <laughs> the is he 2020? Uh, he is a 2020 kid. 
Okay. So it'll be interesting to see if Chet Tech can't hold on to that commitment. Uh, big time running back out of uh, Dalton uh, right. High School. Gotcha. For the Catamounts. He, he he must be he must be buying into the 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 drip. You know. Something was dripping from Georgia Tech last week. I don't know if it was the drip they were talking about. Uh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm with Jenna. That's that's crazy. I couldn't even. I mean, when she said that, I was like, surely she saw something to to um, to get her to post this. But I couldn't even fathom like who would possibly be complaining about what they saw from Georgia Tech's end. And I, I thought that they most of them would be pleasantly surprised with how they performed. Again, you can't. You can't come into that that week one with a new system and. And expect you're going to be the defending national and you're champs. You're playing Clemson, yeah. That's in their own in their own backyard. You're you're playing, yeah. You you went up against a guy that would have been, would have been the number one pick last year. I think even if, if he was allowed to come out, he would be the number one pick this year. He will be the number one pick when he comes out. And you picked him off twice, threw one touchdown, and and looked just average. Yeah, pedestrian. Yes. Celebrate that. So so celebrate those little things. You know, don't complain. You knew you were going to get your ass kicked. Just, you know. That's my thoughts on that. All right, so that's la- that's kind of last week. Uh, we, we moved to this week, and we, I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot better. We have uh, two top ten matchups that we're going to talk about. Yeah. But other than that, we just got a bunch of ho-hum games. And, and even with, with that said, we know there's going to be an upset here or there, but but these are whole home games. Yeah. You know, the, the favorite should roll. It's not. It's just continues the trend over the years of, the majority of weeks in college football, there's only one or two really good games. Mm-hmm. There's not many. Maybe it's because it's so top-heavy, but there's just not that many really compelling games. So this is just, once again, I remember last year, I think it was week two or week three, and there were like four top 25 matchups, and they were all really good. Mm-hmm. And then half the time, they put them on at the same time at night. Yeah. But... uh. So this year, so far, you had like that one top ten game last week. The Chick-fil-A kickoff was brutal. Bam and Duke. Nobody cares. Next year's Chick-fil-A Labor Day game, Georgia-Virginia. Do you think that's going to be an exciting game? Uh, Virginia's going to win the uh, ACC uh, Coastal Conference this year. Okay. But to answer your question, though. No. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> It's eh, so we're not we don't have any great early season matchups so far on the books, but well, um, I'm excited about LSU Texas. I think that could be one of the most exciting games of the year. Before we jump there, I forgot to ask you uh, to give us the uh, update or report from uh, Athens North last week. Oh, Athens North, yeah, that was the best. That was the the most Georgia fans that have been in the Vandy Stadium. Normally, it's about fifty fifty. It's, it's always heavily Georgia. And the tickets are normally like $40 maybe, mm-hmm. $35, $40. And this one, I think we mentioned it, it was the most expensive ticket in the country for week one. Yeah. Yep. Vanderbilt. And, um, I mean, it, yeah, it was just I mean, it was just red everywhere. The, the, the ticket price was, the get-in price was 250 something. Mm. Um, but it was great, as it always is. We, um, you get in there, and it's probably 75%. George fans, but it's just the the whole atmosphere there. I, I love it. And then when you get done, you get out of the game. Hattie B's hot chicken. Mm, it's open until midnight. So uh. we went at like it was. I think it was eleven thirty Eastern time when we roll in there and and get a big plate of hot chicken and and eat up. So it was great. It, it was great. So Hattie B's, as seen on TV, is it is it as good as advertised? Because I've never been. I don't know what it's advertised as. It's very good. But I wouldn't. It's not the best fried chicken I've ever had. Well, I mean, is it the best hot chicken you've ever had? I've only had two of them. I, I would say it's probably not the best. I've had Hattie B's and Prince's. Prince's was probably better, Ooh. and uh, I think it was Prince's. But I mean, it's kind of the same thing. You know, I don't know. It's it's just spicy fried chicken. It's very good, but <laughs> I mean, you know, is it better than Papa's? Yeah. Yes. There you have it. it definitely. Do they, so, have, do they have a chicken sandwich? They did, and they were sold out. <laughs> they were. Said, Sorry, we're sold out. I thought, really? I wasn't going to get it, but 
It's, uh, but yeah, that's good. There's Hattie B's here now, isn't there? Hey, In Atlanta. Is there? I think so. Well, hot, you should go try it. No, I mean, that's kind of counterintuitive to get Nashville hot chicken in Atlanta. Doesn't make cool a lot of sense to it's me. It's cool that you can. I guess so. You know? But it's like going to the new restaurant versus going to the old one with all the flavor baked into the griddle and stuff like that. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm all about the original. Anyway, we, we Yeah, it was a great trip. It was it was a fun trip. Nashville's always great. So if any any listeners ever if their team's ever playing at Vanderbilt, I highly recommend you go because it's probably my favorite road trip. And probably the cheapest ticket you can buy, right? On the road. Depends well, up until I mean, this year. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's usually a cheap ticket. It's it's easy to get in and out. It's a small stadium, so every every seat has a good view. Their fans are so gracious and calm and docile, and uh, <laughs> and there's so much to do around there. So yeah, it was great. There you go. And Georgia with a big thirty to six win. Is it? Is yeah, it no injuries. Yeah, there, there you go. Hey, there, there. You want to talk about fans complaining? There were a lot of Georgia fans complaining about the second half because you know they scored three straight possessions and went up twenty-one nothing, and then the offense just kind of bogged down, didn't do anything, kicked three field goals the rest of the game. And so there was, there was, there was complaining. Man, I had a guy behind me. Okay, this, it's, it's, it never fails. When you're in the stands, around me, there's always a coach. You know, there's always a guy who's... You mean the coach in the seats? Yes. High school guy behind hearing? me, guy behind me, Georgia fan and his wife, who spilled a beer on Megan three times. <sighs> so that's the other thing. We, we experienced the beer to the fans for the oh. first time. And she was just yelling out, cussing every other sentence. Very classy woman. And he would sit there and he'd say, Yeah, here we go. Look up. Safety didn't shade over enough. Look at the safety. Blah, blah, blah. Jake Fromm hasn't thrown a good pass all night. He's throwing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And going and Charlie Warner didn't chip. Tight end's supposed to chip right there. Do you see what they're doing? They're stunting. You know, calling out all these things saying, Yeah, he should have hit Simmons. Simmons. Simmons was wide open down the seam and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, dude, I, I was close to the point where I was going to turn around and say, how long have you been coaching for, man? And uh, <laughs> But then they left at halftime and never came back. You sure wasn't Rush Probst? But yeah, he was just, he was complaining so much and whining. And it's just, man, you get 12 games a year. Don't don't sit here when we're winning 21 to nothing and, and complain about, you know, safety didn't shade over enough. Dude, get out of here. Just enjoy it. Have you, but have you ever, in that, that kind of reminds me of, of watching a football game with my brother. All right. He can't, and I don't know if this guy sitting behind you was legit. Uh, I think my brother's legit. And I'm, I'm sitting there watching a high school football game with him a couple years ago, and I was like, I was, I was thinking, I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, he's looking at these guys like, hey, uh, Look! Look at the way the the tackles hands in the dirt. That means it's a run play, or this is a pass play, or look at the way he's pass protected. So, to this guy's credit, there are some guys that um, that do know what they're talking about. But it does get annoying when you're trying to watch a football game if if that's not what you're there to see. Because most of us are casual fans. In any event, Georgia gets the win. Uh, whether or not the uh, the Georgia faithful is happy. Uh, it, it's kind of ir- irrelevant. They want to know. They move on. Are you ready? Yeah, to talk, I'm with you. Are you ready to talk about next week? I mean, this week because we're we're gonna we're gonna leave the the sideline coaches and and again, it's so much easier to coach from the stands. It is. It is, and uh, not as much pressure on you when no, you're up not there. At all. You, you don't you, catch as much no. criticism. Hey, if I was down there, I would have. Can't you see what they're doing? Yeah. And it's always, this type of person is always the loudest and they want people to hear them and and know what they know. And it's funny because me and my brother-in-law were right in front of him. My brother-in-law was talking about a right tackle named Isaiah Wilson. He said, Mm -hmm. that's the largest human being I've ever seen because he's 6'7", 340. He is the largest person. And the guy behind us just interjects for no reason. Yeah, he's big, but look over number 71. He's even bigger. That's the biggest guy on the team. Left tackle, Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas, like 6'5", 330. That's not bigger. And uh, yeah. he said, look at him. He's the biggest guy. He he, he makes uh, he makes eight, 79 look small. And I turned around and said, he ain't bigger than, <laughs> he ain't bigger than him. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're yeah, Mr. Mr. Know-it-all. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, it's the people. You're right, because like when I can say with my brother, he would he would just be talking to me like under his breath, and he'd be critiquing every play, and I'm like, okay, coach. And I I watched a football game with Brent Buddy, the head coach for Woodstock, uh-huh. in a playoff game over at Sequoia, and he he kept telling me everything that was going to happen. Now we were sitting there talking, it, but I was like, these guys kind of know what they're talking about, uh-huh. man. It, it's the one thing to talk to guys and know what they're talking about. Yeah, but like the like you said, the above average fan. Yeah. It well, you're watching two different games than your brother is. Right. You know, that's the thing right. is is you're you're watching two different games, and then you know me and Buddy behind me were watching the same game. He just had a different lens, Buddy. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness, I just those people. It's we were just laughing at them. But like I said, thank goodness they left at halftime, and uh, and we didn't get any more beer spirit spilled on us. And, and that's the other sad thing is. Grown men and women that can't handle their alcohol, stumbling around, slurring their speech in the stands. It's like, come on, man. You're supposed to outgrow this. You need to take a GoPro to your next Georgia game, and we can we can cut that up and edit it. We can splice it, yeah. Because I'm telling you, Don Deaton did that. Our buddy Don Deaton. Did he? We went to a Georgia Tech basketball game. Oh, with the lady that yelled? Yeah. The yeah. bird? The, yes. She was very strange. <laughs> North Carolina sure, fan, man. North Carolina fan, right? Very strange woman. Yeah, I, I, that would make for compelling, compelling entertainment. So, especially well, the Georgia fans. Well, <laughs> good lord! All right, let's talk about uh, what, what do we say? We're going, we're going LSU Texas. LSU Texas. LSU is a six and a half point favorite this week. Huh. Uh, some interesting things of note here. Texas has lost, if I'm not mistaken. Four out of their five scholarship running backs to injury. Texas has? Texas has. Uh, Keontae Ingram is the starter. Uh, last week, uh, I believe he rushed for... He led the team with 153 rushing yards. Ellinger uh, threw for 276 yards and four TDs. He was 28-38. They beat La Tech 45-14. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Can't really take anything from that. No, and then LSU beating up on um, Georgia Southern fifty-five to three. Chudum Joe Burrow uh, was twenty twenty-three to twenty-seven with two hundred seventy-eight yards and five TDs. Justin Jefferson uh, had uh, eighty-seven receiving yards with uh, five catches. I heard that their offense did actually look different. I didn't see any of it. People said it was spread, aired out. LSU, or yeah, tech? LSU. That's the rumor is that they're they've actually changed mixed up their offense for the first time and maybe it won't be the you know the same as it has been for fifteen years. You mean boring? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see when the when you know when they're going up against a quality opponent if they stick with it, but huh, that I don't uh man, I don't know what to think of this. I don't know what to think of Texas. I don't think Texas has the athletes or the players that LSU does. Uh. But they got a better quarterback. Hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're saying Ellinger is better than Joe? Yeah. Mm. Yes, I think no question. Mm. Ellinger okay. is tough. That that dude can play. Okay. He's uh, he's sneaky good. He doesn't wow you. Neither does Joe but Burrow. But he just makes plays, right. He's like a better Joe Burrow. Oh, he's he's Joe 2.0 is what you're Yes, yeah, Joe 2.0. Okay. I can, he, I can, Joe I can, Burrow I can... is like a poor man Sam Ellinger. Okay, it's uh, my take. With with all that said, um, we, there's not a whole lot of analysis going in here for me. I'm going with LSU and, and Coach Yaw 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 Yeah. Until I jump down in the field. That's always a good pick. <laughs> That's always a good pick. Uh, so I, uh, the spread is six and a half. That makes it a touchdown. I don't think uh, I don't think this game the the winner scores over thirty points. Um, but but I'll take um, – I don't think LSU is going to cover in this game. Hmm. I like I like LSU at 28, and I've got Texas at 24. That's a good score. That's a, that's a very good score. I love picking four-point winners. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't think – so, see, I'm with you. I don't think that LSU will cover either. 
Uh, and I don't think either team will score a whole lot of points, but especially, I, I don't know. See, I could kind of see, Texas lost so much defensively. I could kind of see if LSU really is, you know, taking a step forward offensively, I could see them scoring 30-plus, but I kind of have to see it to believe it. I think it'll be kind of a, kind of a boring, I'd say 27 to 21. Okay. LSU. Mm, the half Maybe 27 that. to 20, but I'm just going to go with 27 21. All right. I think it'll be a one possession game and not a whole lot of flash and excitement going on there, but a lot of hard hitting. Nothing wrong with that. That's my take. All right, our last game of the week. Our, our second and last. Our second and last. Oh my gosh, these games are so awful. A uh, rematch of. Maybe one of the best games of the year last year. Yeah. Uh, over at Texas a Yeah. Clemson goes in there and escapes. A surprising, a surprising outcome there. 28-26. Last year, uh, Kellamond in this game passed for 430 yards and three touchdowns. Oof. Maybe that's why he says he's the best quarterback Wait in the SEC. Wait a minute. Did you just say Kellamond said he's the best quarterback in the SEC? That's what somebody told me about 30 minutes ago. Yeah. You know what? I was, re- I was doing my research at the last minute, and mm-hmm. I, I read an article that said that he had made this bizarre comment mm-hmm. at the SEC media days, and I was like, where was I when he said this? Or, or maybe no one was listening because they didn't take him serious. Yeah. So it, it, when I first hear this, and I say, okay, Kellen Mond is the best quarterback in the SEC, and I'm like, okay, Kellen Mond and um, – um, who's the quarterback at Florida? I'm drawing a blank. Frank Felipe? Yeah, Franks. Okay, I could see he's better than Franks. Yeah. All right. Kellen Mond um, versus Joe Burrow. Jake yeah. Bentley. Okay, maybe. Jake. No, but Jake's the best quarterback. In- we for- Doesn't he? We forgot, to, we forgot to mention that, but that's all right. I mean, we're not going to pick on the injured and shut in. No. Hey, how about at the end for a wild card? Why don't we talk about the defector, the South Carolina defector? We can, we can definitely talk yeah. about that. Uh, I'm just trying to pick a – oh, of course he's better than uh, Tua. Better than Tua? Yeah. Well, he's got to be. If he's the best quarterback in the SEC, he's got to be better than And he Tua. was so good that he forced Jalen Hurts to transfer out of the SEC. Mm. So, I mean, Kellen Mond is no doubt. I mean, he's better than Jake Fromm. Yeah. No question. <laughs> who, so. who walks around and say? I mean, I, I, I can understand the bravado behind that. Not only did Kelts provide. Right. Not only did Kelamon say he he really believes he's the best quarterback. Uh, one of their offensive linemen, uh, Jared Hawkin or Hacken, uh, he guaranteed that A and M would be Clemson. Really? Guaranteed. I mean, what's the what's the harm though? Like, what's the risk in guaranteeing that? Because if you win, you look cool, and if you for, if you lose, nobody cares because you're oh. just an offensive lineman at media day. Yeah. Get guess. Guess who's going to repeat that next week? You? Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to forget. I'm the king of petty. <laughs> not that he'll ever listen to our show, but... Uh, but it's out there. It is out there, right? Somebody's paying attention and holding them accountable. Exactly. And then that's what we need in this world. Yeah. Look, uh, Clemson won, like we said, 28-26 last year. They're a 17-and-a-half point favorite at home in Death Valley this Isn't week. That crazy to you? Or that is much? absurd. Okay. I don't understand that. I, I don't Look, know if it was just me. The lack of respect. Now, we, we did talk about uh, um, Trevor Lawrence throwing two interceptions last week. Yeah. The bad news is that that Texas A&M secondary has been flying around. Okay. Last week against Texas State, that juggernaut, mm-hmm. they picked them off four times. It's um, not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. Uh, Kellen Mond only 194 yards, three TDs, and one interception. Um, rushing, they they ran the ball pretty well. I think Isaiah Spiller had 106 yards, and then uh, Jayshon Cor- uh, Corbin had 103 yards. So they there was a you know a, a, a happy balance there. But once again, they're they're beating up on Texas State. Yeah, Clemson. I mean, that's just like saying Clemson beating up on Georgia Tech. Yeah. I mean, just you just not a whole lot you can take away. Mm-hmm. Now, Clemson did outgain Tech six thirty two to two eighty in, in total yards. So that at the end of the day, you know, Travis Etienne, Etienne, excuse me, two hundred five yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Lynn J. Dixon, the pride of Taylor County here in Georgia, 
uh, also added a 64 yards and touchdown over there for Clemson. How do you see this thing playing out? I, I, mm, I think, I don't think Clemson will be able to run nearly as well as they did against Tech. I think it'll be harder, but I think Lawrence will step back, step step up and bounce back and have a better game through the air. So I think, I, I call him Etienne. Does he really call himself Etienne? I, I, it, I think it's Etienne. Okay. Well, I heard it. Anyways, I'm going to call him Etienne. So I think he'll I think he'll get his 100 yards and everything. I don't think he'll go for 200. I think it'll be tougher sledding on the ground, but I think I think that Clemson will put up 35. Okay. Maybe more. I mean, I don't think they'll have an issue getting that, do you? All right. If they put up 35, are you saying Texas A&M is only scoring 14? No, I think Texas A&M will probably score 28 or 30. Oof. So you got a close game going on. Maybe not. My guess is that Clemson wins by ten to thirteen. Okay. If I'd have to, if I had to put a spread, I'd probably put it at twelve and a half. But I think A and M can score on them. I, I just don't believe in Clemson's Clemson's defense to or or what they were last year. Yeah, and and we, I want to see them up against a physical team, which Tech was not. And we talked about that a little bit last week. How Clemson's defense is not. What it has been over the past right. They've got to, we've got to see what they've what they've how they've replaced those guys they lost. And until I see somebody that makes me think they could shut down a Texas A&M offensive line and running backs, I, I don't necessarily think they could because I know they've got a lot a lot of talent coming in the D line next year, and they had it last year. But this year they it's not it's not theirs. They they don't have one of those guys that they had last year. So, I just think they'll struggle. I think their secondary is probably better, but I think I think Mon will give them trouble again. I don't think he'll throw for four hundred, but I would say probably two seventy five. Serviceable. Yeah. Couple so, touchdowns of those gigantic receivers, and being at Clemson, that's a big that's a big advantage too, though. I think so. Not that I think AM will be scared, but is it a night game? I assume. Oh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Probably be ABC, not... and they'll show us the rock and running down the hill, which I like it. It's cool, but it's way played overrated. Out? Is it played out or overrated? It's just overrated, and when you go there and see it, it's like, okay, they're running down the hill. It's 3.30 on ABC. Oh, okay. That's good. So, it's not good, because I, I got a funeral at 4 o'clock, so I'm not going to be able to I'm watch sorry, this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Oh, uh, it's all right. It's not mine. But it's, uh, it, that's disappointing. But I don't know. I, 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 if I have to give a number, I'd put Clemson 38, A&M 27. 38 to 27. Yeah. I think. I feel good about that number. I think this game is, is high on points. Uh-huh. And I think it's probably a little bit closer than, uh, and actually, no, you got 11 points. I'm going to go with the 10-point 10 10 point game. I've got, uh. Clemson 45, A&M 35. Ah, I like it's it. A 10 point spread there. A lot higher uh, scoring. Yeah, but we're both taking A&M. We're, we're, we're going to go with A&M in the points. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just kind of. Absolutely. Unless it's a sucker bet and Vegas is just brilliant. I don't think it is. It, no. it seems to me that mm, it's just it's just a bit much. It's, yeah, 17 and a half against. That's a lot of points for SEC, anybody. A ranked SEC opponent? Yeah. Oh, and they don't have disrespect. Yeah, no scrub at quarterback. I mean, come on. <sighs> yeah, I don't know about that one. Vegas, Vegas will probably lose money on that. I would guess. Well, but they're not in the business of losing money. No, they're so. not. Uh, I'm sure they're making it up in some other way. That's for yeah. sure. You talked about a wild card earlier, and I completely forgot what you wanted to talk about. Oh, I just wanted to mention the the. I wanted to to tell everyone the story about the broken fan. The broken fan. The broken fan. So are we talking about the ceiling fan in your house? No. Wait a minute. Or the fan that's in my bedroom that won't... Not that one. No. The broken fan. The broken fan. This... Last year in our Wait What segment, we did a lot of... (laughs) We read a lot of message board posts from... Most of the time, it seemed it was South Carolina and Alabama fans on their message boards. By the way, we we got to bring the wait what segment back because I 
Oh, we will. I've forgotten how genius that was. Oh, we will. There will be plenty. There will be plenty. <laughs> the season is young. <laughs> there will be plenty. So, all right. So, we, we did a lot of reading of the Alabama and South Carolina message boards last year. It appears that one of the South Carolina faithful has now migrated to a different message board. Not a South Carolina message board. Can you do that? I mean, can you just say, look, I've been a lifelong faithful fan. I quit. You can. You can quit. I, I think you could quit. Now, switching allegiances completely. So here it is. Gamecock Railroad. Gamecock Railroad posts on the LSU site, Go247. Gamecock here converting. Hey guys, I've decided after 32 years of watching Mediocrity with USC Junior, and he called it USC Junior. That's the thing. He he called himself USC Junior. That, that gives us How validation. How telling is that? That gives us validation, doesn't it? Right. To start getting a return out of investing into a program, and it sure as hell won't be the Clem Sucks Tigers. I've always liked LSU from afar, even there is a, though there is a lot for me to learn going forward. My wife is from Baton Rouge. Okay, so you, that gives them some legitimacy. Connection. And I've been down with her a few times over the years and absolutely love the state. I plan on making it down to a game, preferably Auburn, to see what the game day experience is like. Anyways, just introducing myself and hope to see some great football moving forward. <laughs> so you're... So you're, Wait, what? So your <laughs> so thoughts on... on 32 years invested in a program, and you're just going to hop over to this other program. Okay, so let's just say I started watching South Carolina uh, football at the age of eight. Okay, so mm -hmm. let's say this guy is 40. He's got to be anywhere between 40 and 50 years old. Right. Okay. Um, I, I kind of think you got to go with the girl you bought to the dance, don't you? You gotta tough it out, don't you? I mean, with through the good times, that's part of being a fan, right? And you have to you have to realize what your ceiling is. Also, I, I don't you think, know who you are. I, I don't think the I think the Georgia State fans are really excited about being Tennessee, mm -hmm. but I don't think they believe that they're going to win a national title this year, right? I mean, I just don't think they think they're going fifteen and or I'm sorry. 13 and 0, 14 and 0, and win a national title. Mm -hmm. I just don't think that's in the cards for them. Um, that that it just perplexes me. One to think that that we are watching a sport, and these are young men that are playing a game. Yeah. Now I'm passionate about football, okay, but they're playing a game, man. You know, you get up on Monday morning or Sunday morning, none of these kids are out here paying my bills, right? I have to get up and go to work, and I have to realize that. That's sports is an escape of reality for me on the weekend, especially on the weekends. Now, I, I realize while it's an escape for me, it's a job for coaches and it's a job for players. And I, I'm not trying to, to minimize that. But as a fan, from a fan's perspective, I don't understand how you can get so wrapped up in saying I'm switching allegiances after 32 years. You know who you are. You, you should. You should. Right. And That's, it's not like their 32 years has been filled with championships no. and great moments. It's been mostly low moments. I mean, they've been more like less than old men the last 32 years. And, you're, and you've lost to the Citadel in recent years, and your breaking point is a loss to North Carolina. And now you're going to pick a team based on your wife being from some... I mean, this, is, this is what's funny. My nephew, Liam, you know him, Will, yep. Will's son. Yep. He, a few years back, became an Alabama fan. Okay. So he's notorious, and before that he was an Oregon fan. So he's a he's a bandwagon yeah, okay. fan. Has many how young old, kids how old are. Is he? Yeah, exactly. He was twelve at the okay. time, right? So he um so he became an Alabama fan, and it was the cutest thing. When anyone would he was he would always make sure to point out that he's not a bandwagon fan, and he would tell people when they asked him, "No, I like Alabama because uh, my my aunt's from Alabama, so that's my that's my connection." Right. And it was the funniest thing because we're thinking. Your wife, your aunt is from Alabama, so that makes you an Alabama fan. She was an Auburn fan, but just her being from the state means that you have a connection and that uh, right. it's understandable. That's a twelve-year-old mind. Right. This guy 
is saying that it makes sense because his wife is from Baton Rouge and he's been down a few times to the state. That, that only makes sense if when they got married, he was like, I'm going to adopt them as my second team. Yeah. That or if she's be, a huge fan, right? then you cheer along with her. Right. Or my brother Will adopted USC as his team back in the early, you know, the Reggie Bush years. It was He would jokingly say, he wasn't saying I'm a huge USC fan, but he loved watching them, so he pulled for them. Yep. That's different. That's not turning your back. He didn't turn his back on NC State. He just loved USC. There you go. And there's teams that I like watching and will pull for to do well. But when you just completely abandon your, your team and say, after 32 years, I'm switching allegiances. Hey, guys, I like gumbo. Can I be an LSU fan? It's... Chujo. It's just... And then, but that's, to me, when I saw that, I said, that is what a broken fan looks like. Broken. Completely broken. I mean, that's like, I'm, I just can't take anymore, right? Yeah. Right. It's, it's just, it's sad. It's sad. I mean, he was welcomed with open arms for the most part. One person said, man up and cheer for your team. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, they were, hey, kind of welcome aboard, which is, that's cool. I, I always welcome as many fans you know, as we can get at Georgia, it's like, you know, the more the better. But I just thought that was that was a sad, sad thing. It's like watching a lost puppy. You know what that sounds like? It sounds like he's the poster child for Hootie and the Blowfish's song, Fairweather Johnson. I've never heard it. <sighs> but Hootie is a huge South Carolina fan. He is. And I'm disappointed that you being from <laughs> South Carolina, he wouldn't know. Wow, when I, I was six years old when wow. I when I lived there. Darius was not yet he making wasn't. music. He was probably at USC. Anyways. Anyhow. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, I'd love to get your comments, those out there listening, the 17 to 25 mm-hmm. uh, fans who listen on a regular basis. And by the way, we thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'd love to get your comment on that. Also, would love to get your feedback. No one answered our riddle from last week. I know. So the prize, it doesn't roll over. I guess we should mention the prize. It'll be a $25 gift card to somewhere. Really? I'm, I'm willing to put up $25 in a gift card. Okay, do we do we have to authenticate where it's coming from? Or could a user with like the Twitter name I don't know Meg Mal yeah, Could, Megan Allen cannot win this competition. <laughs> what did I just call <laughs> The question, the question, if you made it to, to minute uh, 48 or 55 or whatever we are right now, why do birds fly upside down over the state of Alabama? And it's $25 just visa or just somewhere in particular? Well, we, you know what? We'll even, it's got to be above board, but we'll get a $25 gift card. Somewhere we, a gift card we can buy at the Kroger. Okay. And the only reason I don't say it. Yeah. Aisle, yeah. And let's not make it Visa because they charge an extra surcharge for it. I just would rather. Do they? Yeah, it's like four bucks. It's like, and I'm not rich here, but I do want, I do want, um, I will pay for, for someone to listen. That's so. generous. That's generous. 20, that's easy money too. Should be. Why yeah. do birds? I mean, it's not, it, it's not like I haven't given that answer before in episodes past. I know. I know. That's, that's, we've heard that before. I mean, it's like I'm like a broken record. <laughs> but it's a good Every one. year. Classic. Every year. Why do birds fly upside down in the state of Alabama? It's a classic. Ah, so go support your team. Be a fan of your team. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, through the thick and thin, and I, there are times where Miami absolutely disgusts me, but it's my team. Mm-hmm. And that's just who, I, that's who I've been with since Moby Dick was a minnow, and I'll be with them until I die. And it only makes it sweeter once you get to the top. That's right. You know, I've been through the thick and thin. Yeah, and you know it. I, you know, when I got married, I I picked up Western Kentucky. Okay. Well, that's they've had their highs and lows. They had Dennis Felton for a while. He uh, got them into the tournament. Into the tournament, they also won a one AA football championship. Did they? Yes, they did. Back yeah. in two thousand two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Two thousand two. What do you know? You married into a championship winner. A a. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm tired. Well, what I'm trying to say, <laughs> you married into a level of a, a to a team that at least had some Excellence. hardware. Excellence. Yes, right. Excellence. So uh, it's that's what we have there. Um, I don't have anything else. We're under an hour, so hopefully this got you through your drive time. Yeah. 
I mean, we appreciate you listening. If you can uh, check these games out this week, you know, don't fall asleep or, or, or try to stay awake for the Clemson A&M game or the LSU-Texas um, game. Is that that's seven thirty, right? That should be the night game. I Hopefully, think. I can at least watch that. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough sledding these these few weeks, folks. But if you you know if you if you stay in there, and yeah, seven thirty. So we've got back to back ABC games, mm. and you go three thirty and then seven thirty. So uh, mm-hmm. enjoy it. Enjoy. Um, we will be back next week. Mm-hmm. We appreciate your attentiveness. We Once again, we are the role players. I am Art Mosley. He is Daniel Allen. Our opinions don't matter. You should listen to us anyway. You guys have a great week. Great.